start at verse number one uh, and read down through verse number 12 and I'm going to ask for something tonight that I've not ever asked for and you've never heard me say this before I need some volume on the mic <clears throat> now that that was the first time huh all right how's that all right okay you're never going to hear that again well you will hear it but I got to have volume now and uh, I was thinking about that, and <clears throat> I remember once I was in a revival at Gross's Creek in Chilhowee. Anybody ever been there? Gross's Creek in Chilhowee? I don't know Tracy had. Big church. I mean, it's a great big old church. And I was holding revival up there, and Lloyd Sheets was a pastor. And uh, that church had probably seat 300 people, and they was in a revival. And uh, they was people in there. It was July or August, man. It's so hot you couldn't breathe. And they was people packed in there like sardines. They were standing up around the walls. And, I mean, they was elbow to elbow in the pews, and... <clears throat> Lloyd turned around and told that guy in the sound room, he said, I want every one of these messages recorded, and I hope you're doing that. And he, he told me, he said, I can't get a mic on him. He said, I can't get it low enough. But anyway, he had a mic hanging on me, but I don't think they ever turned it on because I didn't need it. Uh, but thank God. I'm, I'm glad for the volume, glad what God's uh, got for us. Let's go to Luke chapter 12. Everybody will stand with us, please. <clears throat> in reverence to the reading of God's Word, uh, Luke chapter 12. If you're there, say amen. Luke chapter 12, verse number 1. In the meantime, when they were gathered together, an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, First of all, beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever ye have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which you have spoken in the ear and clauses shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you who you shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed had power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings, and not one of them is forgotten before God? But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not therefore. Ye are more value than many sparrows. Also I say unto you, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man confess, also confess before the angels of God. But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. And whosoever shall speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But unto him that blasphemeth against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him. Forgiven. And when they bring you into the synagogues and unto the magistrates, and powers take no thought how or what things ye shall answer or what ye shall say. For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what ye ought to say. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this day. All that you've given us and blessed us with. Lord, a wonderful time we've had. Lord, I pray as we get into your word tonight, you'd help us, Lord, deliver it in the demonstration of the Spirit and the power of God. Understanding, Lord, that you're the only one that knows every heart in this place. Lord, we look at ourselves and Lord sometimes we must admit that we don't even know what we need ourselves Lord we can't look at our neighbor and know what they need Lord they can't look at us and know what we need but Lord you know what we all need Lord I pray that you deliver that here tonight now Father I pray that you'd help us Lord to preach the word be instant in season out of season reprove rebuke and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine and Father we'll thank you for what you do in Jesus name we pray Amen now Luke chapter 12 verses 1 through 12 uh, and I want to 
give you a few things tonight the Lord's put on my heart uh, on beware of hypocrisy. Beware of hypocrisy. I was reading this in the Word of God and it really uh, struck me what Jesus is saying here in Luke chapter number 12 and who he's saying it to. Now you find in verse number 1, In the meantime, when they were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, now he's talking to his disciples. He's talking to those that follow him. His students, you might say. His disciples. These are things that you need to know. Beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. I could not think of a greater insult to any child of God than to be called a hypocrite. To be found in a state of hypocrisy. That would got to be the most sickening thing, and yet sometimes we throw that word around like an old dirty dish rag. They're hypocrites, they're hypocrites, they're hypocrites. Well, there are hypocrites in this world, and a hypocrite basically is somebody that's pretending to be something that they're not. I can tell you that I'm a car, well, you know that I'm not a car, and I can go stand in a garage, and I'm still not a car. I could tell you that I think that I'm a born-again Christian, I can go stand in a church, and that don't make me a Christian. But the blood of Jesus Christ is what makes me a Christian. And I believe that every one of us here tonight should be beware of hypocrisy. Because any one of us, I believe, could be one step away from being a hypocrite. And a hypocrite basically is pretending to be something that they're not. They're a play actor. So when we start to think about that, beware of hypocrisy... Of course, Jesus speaking to his disciples, and he warns them, saying, Beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Now, you notice that Jesus compares hypocrisy to leaven. Uh, leaven, if you know anything about the Bible, and you go back into the Old Testament, leaven has always been typified as sin. Uh, and when you think about leaven and what leaven was, uh, leaven was a lump of old dough that was in a high state of fermentation and they would take that and they would mix it into a mass of dough uh, that was prepared for baking. Now, you look at all that and Jesus is telling them to beware of that. Now, why would Jesus be telling them to beware of that? First of all, it was strictly forbidden. Leaven was strictly forbidden in all offerings made by fire under the Lord. It was not allowed. Then you stop to think about exactly what's going on. You can go back and read it in the Old Testament. During the Passover, the Jews were commanded to put away every particle of leaven from the house. They had to get rid of it because God was not approving of it. And mixing anything in that is from outside coming in is going to contaminate the whole. And that's what hypocrisy does. It actually takes things that God is not pleased with and adds it in and tries to make it acceptable in the sight of God. That's like these people, you know, that like to take the Bible and have their own little private interpretation. Well, the Bible said that no scripture is a private interpretation. None of it. There's one correct interpretation of the word of God, and the only way you're going to get it is through the power of the Holy Ghost, and that's it. I mean, God is the author of this book. 
And if you want to know anything about a book, you want to know anything about the contents of a book and what a book means, who would you go to naturally? You'd go to the author of the book. So we go to the author of the book, and we go to the author of the book in the power of the Spirit of God, and God begins to reveal His truth unto us. Now before we move down uh, through these verses, I want you to notice a few things uh, that I jotted down about leaven. First of all, its source is from without. So you're taking something outside and you're putting it in. You're bringing it within. It is secret in its operation. You see, leaven can be put into dough that has just freshly been made and nobody will ever see it. It's almost like you open it up, you stick it in, close it back up, and nobody will ever see it. You see, there's a lot of things, I believe, and we're going to get into this, that people will do in life that they put it in and they're hoping nobody sees it. That's a hypocrite. If you've got anything to hide, you're a hypocrite. If you've got anything to hide, if you've got anything that you would be ashamed for me to know, or you would be ashamed for anybody in your family to know, you're on the verge of hypocrisy because you're hiding something. There is nothing hidden in the sight of God. Everything will be known. Everything will be brought out. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And then it spreads by contact, particle by particle. That's what happens with leaven. It spreads by contact. And, you know, there's a lot of things in this world, I believe as a Christian, that we're just not to touch. I mean, what did the Bible say? Touch, not taste, not handle, not the unclean thing. There are things we should not have our hands on. There are things that we should not be involved in. There are places that we should not be. There have been many places in my life as a Christian that I've gone in. There's been restaurants I've gone in to eat, turned around and walked straight back out. Because God, I got in there and the Lord spoke to me and said, this is not a place for you. You need to leave. I was not judgmental on the way out. I even had him stop and ask me, sir, do you want a seat? Do you want a menu? And I said, no, ma'am, I have to leave. I have to leave. I mean, God told me to leave, so I left. I've done that a lot. But there are some places that we just don't need to be. And, you know, I, I think about it sometimes. If, you know, it could have been that uh, God didn't want me in there because somebody was going to come by and see me sitting in there. It ain't a place for me to be. That is not a place for me to be. You know, I think about it back years ago, and uh, I hope I don't lose any of you here, but... Uh, you know, my papa, he was a preacher for years, and my mom, uh, I can still remember her talking about uh, he forbid her to go to movie theaters. I mean, there, there was no place for her to be, and, and she would ask him, she said, Daddy, why can't I go to a movie theater? And he said, well, let me ask you something. said, if Jesus comes back, is that where he wants you to find you? I mean, think about it. I'm not saying movie theaters is bad. I'm just telling you there are some places we don't need to be. And I believe that there are some things that God is just simply not pleased with. So it, it spreads by contact particle uh, by particle, and it is widely diffusive. Widely, it diffuses itself. Eleven diffuses itself. In other words, one particle can change ten. Do you realize you've got one bad apple in a basket that can change every apple in the basket? You've got to be careful about that. It diffuses itself. It, it spreads out. And when think about that leaven, uh, and unlike water, it's like a plant. It changes the particles it comes in contact with into its own nature. So hypocrisy, like leaven, will change your nature. It'll make you different. And I believe that happens every day. 
people get involved in the wrong things. They get involved in the wrong groups. Watch a kid. You can have a child, a teenager, whatever, and even some adults. Put them in the wrong group. Put them in the wrong crowd. Put them in a group that's doing things they shouldn't do. Put them in a group that uses drugs. Put them in a group that abuses things in this world. Put them in a group that's involved in all kinds of wrong. Next thing you know, they're going to be involved in it too. And they want to be involved in it because they want to fit in. But see, I really believe today that hypocrisy is something that we all should be aware of. And it's so subtle. I mean, the devil just presents us with things and uh, just makes suggestions to us. That's all he does. The devil can't make you do anything. I don't care what Flip Wilson said back in the 70s and old Geraldine said the devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make you do anything. I believe that uh, you make your own choices. You make your own choices every day. I make my own choices every day. But keeping these things in mind, let's go down through our scripture here and see what he says. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. But before I go on, I want you to understand what a Pharisee was like, the kind of a person that a Pharisee was. You can correctly describe and best describe a Pharisee by breaking their name down, fair as I see. The Pharisees were the kind of people that they thought they were so good they had the right to judge other people. Know anybody like that? Do you know any Baptists like that? Do you know any Pentecostals like that? Do you know any holiness like that? They think they're so good they have the right to tell you how to dress. They think they're so good they have the right to tell you what length your hair needs to be. They have the right to tell you where you need to grocery shop. They have the right to tell you all that stuff. I'm going to tell you, I don't need anybody to tell me where I need to go because I've got the Holy Ghost in my heart that lets me know where I need to go and it'll take me there. And if I'm in the wrong place, it'll take me home. Amen. I mean, it'll make me uncomfortable, uh, thank God, just to think about God's Word. The Holy Spirit is there and He moves. He moves and He shows me everything that I need to know. So when you think about that, the Bible says here, Jesus speaking, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Uh, mentioned this in a revival one night, and I really believe this. When we stop to think about the power of God's Word, I want you to understand this is not just a book laying on your coffee table. This is God speaking. The creator of all the universe. The judge of the world. The one that you'll stand before and give an account of your life. The one that you'll answer to in the end. I don't care who you are. The one that the Catholics will stand before and the Baptists will stand before and the Methodists will stand before and the Pentecostals will stand before and the Holiness will stand before. I still don't understand how we can have all these cute little subdivisions in our time here and we're all going to end up in the same place. But I tell you what we are going to do, we're all going to end up before the same judge. And it's not going to matter what I think and it's not going to matter what you think, Dennis, but it's always going to matter. And the only one that's really going to have a say in this is God in the end. There's going to be people trying to argue with God. Now, wait a minute, Lord. I prophesied in your name. Look at all the great things that I've done. You need to check my record again. Look at old so-and-so over there. It's because of them that I didn't go to church. You know, I know the old songs, and I've heard the old songs. You know, people talking about, well, why didn't you mention him to me? And somebody's saying, well, Lord, he didn't mention him to me. Then uh, you need to punish him for that. No, they ain't going to be that and that going on. Because every soul on the face of this earth will have had at least one opportunity to give their heart to Jesus before it's too late. I believe that. So you think about nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. <coughs> now you cannot have anything that's covered up 
that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. There's a lot of things in this world to get covered up. A lot of things in this world to get swept under the rug. We all know that term. And none of that is going to get to a point that it shall not be revealed. And you just understand this, <clears throat> is that God already knows. I don't care what happens behind closed doors. I don't care what happens in your home. God already knows it. And let me tell you something. You know, and, and I've seen people <clears throat> go through this, and I've seen good Christian people. Good Christian people. I, without name, name, I could name people that I have known over the years that I had great confidence in. And then they say, well, just one bad day. No, it was many bad days. And it just came out on one day. God's going to bring it out. Amen. There is nothing whispered in the ear in the closet that will not be shouted from the housetops. And Dalton, if I really believe that I've got anything to cover up, and I really believe that I've got something that I don't want anybody to know, and I really believe that I've got something that I've got to keep hid, all that's going to be known. Because the old song says, my Lord keeps a record of every moment I'm living down here. And I believe that he does. And it's hypocrisy when we try to cover up <clears throat> what we really are. I've seen it. You've seen it over the years. There are uh, prominent people in ministry all down through the years. I want you to look at the number of prominent people in ministry that had too much stuff swept under the rug in their life. And God brought it out on them. God brought it out on them. Now let me tell you something. We a lot of times will take those people and put them out to pasture. Amen. One mistake. One mistake. Oh, it's bad though, preacher. No. The only difference between you and them, I like what Dalton said, don't, don't judge people because they sin different than you. And the only difference between you and them actually is they got caught and you didn't. Amen. I mean, brother, I'm going to tell you, you go to a jail and preach. And I've preached in jail before. That's the most pleasant people you'll ever preach to, amen, because they don't worry about how they're dressed. They're all dressed the same. Amen. I mean, I go in there, Brother Dalton, I remember going into jails and preaching to them folks, and all of them had an orange jumpsuit on that had the name of the jail on their back. And I thought, man, right here's a crowd right here. Some of the most attentive people. And you say, well, they just went in there to get out of their cell. No, they went there because they wanted to be there. They wanted to be there. But you see, there's a lot of them, and they'll tell you, I had it hid. I didn't think I was going to get caught. Nobody thinks they're going to get caught. But I believe there's coming a day when the world's going to get caught. The world is going to get caught. So nothing covered, it shall not be revealed, neither hid, <clears throat> it shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever you have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which you have spoken in the ear and closet shall be proclaimed uh, upon the housetops. You know, I really uh, wonder what it's going to be one of these days for all these busybodies. Amen. Going around talking about people behind their back. Amen. Did you ever notice that? Sometimes you talk about somebody behind their back and it'll eventually come back around and you'll find out about it. I always sort of, uh, in a really weird way, enjoyed going and asking them about it. <clears throat> Amen. I've been cornered many times. You need to talk to so-and-so over there. And I said, why don't you go talk to them? Well, I don't think it's right for me to do it. And I said, you're the one that's got the problem with them. Right? I mean, Jesus said, if you got out against your brother, you go talk to him. If they won't hear you then, bring them before the church. Take two or three other brethren with you. Friend, I'm going to tell you, I believe today that we just got to get things out in the open because we can go around and whisper behind one another's back that it's all going to come out. It's all going to come out. You can talk about me. You can talk about Dalton. You can talk about anybody. <clears throat> That's like our president. I mean, I hear people and 
uh, they're always running the man down. Well, they run the first one down. They run the one before him down. They're going to run the next one down. You know what we ought to be doing? Instead of running him down, and you say, I believe we need to pray him out. No, I believe we need to pray him in. We need to pray him into salvation. I believe we need to get busy with God and, uh, and, and pray that God would speak to their heart. Uh, so, therefore, whatsoever you spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light. And that which you have spoken in the ear and closet shall be proclaimed upon the housetop. So, uh, anything that you say is going to come out one day. God's going to make it known. It's going to get broadcasted. And, you know, you stop to think about the secrets that you have. A lot of people have them. Hypocrites. They have secrets. They don't want anybody else to know about it. And, you know, that, that's like uh, when they brought the woman uh, taken in adultery and they threw her down at Jesus' feet and it said, Moses in the law says she has to be stoned. Now, what are you going to do about it? And he just looked at them and he just pretty much didn't do anything. He said, whoever has no sin, you go ahead and get the stoning started. You go ahead, you pick up the or you pick up the first rock and you throw it. You go right ahead. And then he stooped down on the ground and started to write. Now, I've heard a lot of things about what he said, what he, what he wrote down. I really believe that he, they, he wrote down the name of the man they caught her with. Because if somebody's calling adultery in the very act, she had a man with her, and they never brought that man. <clears throat> you see, in the Bible said in the book of Leviticus that when a man and a woman were caught in the act of adultery, the man and the woman were to be brought. They didn't bring him. I think it was one of their buddies. I really do. Jesus saw the hypocrisy. You see what I'm saying? Jesus saw the hypocrisy in that. Amen. And he told that woman, where are your accusers? She said, Lord, that looks like I don't have any. He said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Who, who are we? Who are we to judge people? We think we have a right. We think somehow that we're justified in doing it. And it ain't nothing better than getting four or five people just get on somebody and flog them. Brenda, I'm going to tell you, be careful. You might be the floggy one day. We've got to be careful about that. And hypocrisy is a very real thing in this world. And we must be careful about that. Verse number four. And I say unto you, my friends, do not, be not afraid of them that kill the body. And after that, have no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you whom you shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings? And not one of them is forgotten before God. See, I believe that God knows where every one of us are. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. He knows you're down sitting. He knows you're uprising. He knows where you're going. He knows where you want to be. He knows where you're going to be a year from now. He knows where you're going to be two years from now. He's seeing an eternal plan. He's, he wants to see you in heaven. And that's God's plan for you. You're going to make a lot of mistakes between here and there. There's going to be a whole lot of times you're going to be teeter-tottering on the verge of hypocrisy. And that's why he's warning these guys about it. His disciples, be careful. Be careful. You need to beware of this. It's in the world. And sometimes, you know, there are people think that they're above it. They ain't one of us in here above it. None of us. You know why? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us. We have no right to judge. We have no right to put anybody else down. We have no right to do that. I believe in calling sin for what it is, but I believe that God is the one that's going to do the condemnation. The Bible said, He that believeth is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed on the name of the only begotten Son of God. That's the only thing that sends you to hell, is not believing on Jesus. That's the problem right there. 
And the hypocrisy is taking Jesus out of it and putting something else in. <clears throat> and people say, I'm going to get to heaven on my own way. Verse number 7, But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are also ye are of more value uh, than many sparrows. I mean, you think about the very fact that God has all the hairs on our head numbered. Um, I look at Tracy and I's engagement picture. Man, I had a big, full, thick head of hair. And I mean, I had so many, and God had an accurate count of it then. And now it's all thinned out, and my hairline's receding, and he's still got an accurate count to this day. Every time I run a comb or a brush through it, I lose a few. But God knows everything about me. The very hairs of my head are all numbered. That's why you cannot do anything behind a closed door that he does not see. And going back to that old song, my Lord keeps a record of every moment I'm living down here. You realize God watches you? Do you realize that he knows you're down sitting and you're uprising? Do you realize that he understands where you are right now and what you've got on your mind? Sometimes we sit in church and do our grocery list and thinking about where we're going to go next week and what we're going to do when we get out of church and stuff like that. God knows that. God knows that. And folks, I'm telling you, we have got to understand that God understands so much about us and even the very hairs of our head being numbered. God knows that kind of detail about you. He knows that kind of detail about you. Also I say unto you, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. Now you think about how dangerous it would be uh, to deny the Lord, to deny God. What about Peter? What about Peter? What did he do? After he said he'd never do it, he denied him. Not once, twice, but three times. And Peter, I want you to get this, you think God can't use people that make mistakes. Peter cursed. Read it. They went to him and said, he's one of them. He was with that man. He followed him, and Peter cursed and said, I do not know that man. But when Jesus rose from the dead, he told his disciples, he told those women, I'm sorry, the disciples were all uh, huddled up in fear. The two women that were there, thank God for the women. Amen. People don't want women doing anything in the church. Well, I thank God that, amen, there was two women at his tomb because if it hadn't been, there wouldn't have been nobody to go tell anybody else. Amen. And then we, I want you to go tell my disciples and Peter. Well, I like that. Uh, I remember Dr. E.V. Hill preaching one time. And, uh, man, I tell you, he was preaching. He got into that, go tell my disciples and Peter. Thank God. I mean, he didn't, he didn't think. He said Peter was sitting over there feeling sorry for himself and thought he'd gone too far and done too much and God wasn't thinking about him. And one of the first ones he mentioned, he said, I want you to go tell my disciples and Peter. I especially want him to know I still love him. I especially want him to know I don't care what he's done. I'm going to take him right back in because I'm going to need me a preacher at Pentecost and he's going to be the first one to hit his feet. Bless old Peter's heart. He was always the first one out of the boat and first one to sink. He was the first one on his feet to preach. Amen. He was always the first one to speak up and sometimes he uh, had to feel like I just stuck my foot in my mouth but at least he opened his mouth. Amen. And he got out of the boat. You can slap him on the hand for sinking but at least he got out of the boat. That's a whole lot more than some of us do. 
Don't even get out on the boat. When Peter looked around at the storm, realized that the waves and the winds were boisterous, he just said to himself, ain't a doubt in my mind, got his eyes off Jesus and said, man, I'm walking on water. I can't walk on water. And just as soon as he got his eyes off Jesus, <clears throat> he began to sink. So uh, you, you think about uh, everything that God does and everything that God knows about us. Uh, and even though we do fail, even though we do sin, even though we do come short of the glory of God, I'm, I'm not telling you to go out here and do whatever you want. I don't believe the Holy Ghost will let you do that. If you belong to Him, He'll make you do things different. If the Spirit of God gets grieved in your heart, you'll know it. If God's not comfortable, you're not comfortable. And I believe that's the way it works. I really believe today that the Holy Ghost of God comes into our lives and it deals with us about things. He'll make you know where you've gone wrong. And He won't make any bones about it. And, you know, and that conviction, Dalton brought out a wonderful several wonderful points in Sunday school I really enjoyed this morning you think about you know he was talking about that situation where he got the feeling bad and conviction came didn't take God all day to do it think about your kids do you think if I found out something my boys had done even now them being grown that I would wait two weeks to talk to them about it no I'm going to talk to them right now because two weeks from now they won't remember it but I'm glad that's the way God is when he sees us do something wrong he addresses it then. <clears throat> That's why we've got to be attentive to what God's saying to us. That's why we've got to be attentive to what the Lord wants us to know. God's trying to get you to heaven. And just like your children, people that don't discipline their children don't love them. And that's just the way it is. You say, well, now, I don't know, you, you're abusing them. No, I'm not abusing them. But I love my boys. That's why I correct them. I love my boys. Tracy loves our boys. That's why we didn't let them do everything they wanted to do because we knew it was best that they did not. And God is not going to allow you to do the same thing because God wants us to get to the right destination and the only way we'll get to the right destination is to follow the road map that he's given us in the word of God and live according to his word God is just simply trying to teach us we're like children he's trying to teach us because we don't know everything I've been saved for over 30 years I still don't know everything I'll die not knowing everything I don't have to know everything and there's one thing about it, I don't have to understand this book from cover to cover. I don't have to understand every word from Genesis to Revelation to be saved. But I do have to understand that Jesus loved me enough to go to the cross and die for my sin, die for mine. And he died for yours. And he died for yours. That's the message. He died for all. He died for whosoever will come unto God by him. But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. Whosoever shall speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But unto him that blasphemed against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven. Now, you, you think about that, and you can say anything you want. Or speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But unto him that blasphemed against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be, it shall not be forgiven. I think about 
that, and I've had a lot of people ask me, what do you think blaspheming against the Holy Ghost is? Here's my advice to you. I, I don't know what exactly that is, but my advice to you, if you don't have anything good to say about the Holy Ghost, I'd keep my mouth shut. That's just the way it is. I mean, I'm just plain and simple like that. I'm just no hillbilly. That's all I know. But God tells me not to say anything bad about somebody. I just keep my mouth shut. I mean, I like to say good things about the Holy Ghost because I want him around. Amen. I mean, I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Spirit in my life. I need the Holy Spirit in my ministry. I need the Holy Spirit every time I get up. Without the Holy Spirit, I'm none of His. Without the Spirit of Christ, we're none of His. But I thank God for the Spirit and be careful. I mean, there's a lot of people today, uh, they blaspheme. And that's like, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people of, of all these different denominational persuasions. I'm not real hip on that stuff and I don't like it. But I, I'm going to be honest with you. I have preached in churches where they spoke in tongues while I was preaching. I've had them. I mean, I've had them come up after the service, get around me in a circle, and everybody in the place speaking in tongues but me. I've been there. I didn't feel inclined. It never hit me. But I didn't say anything bad about Tim. I thought, Lord, have mercy. If you want to go ahead and speak in tongues, you just go right ahead. I ain't got a clue what you're saying, but I'm going to enjoy the Lord. I'm going to enjoy the Lord. Brother Mike, it's not for me to put somebody else down because they don't do things like I do. But I really believe when you stop and think about that blaspheming against the Holy Ghost. And uh, my mamaw Dixon, <clears throat> I remember she told me once that my papa was in a revival. And she said that it was one of them little churches over in Dixon County. I don't know exactly where it was, but they was in a revival over there. And, and my mamaw said they went in there one night and she said there was people falling in the floor everywhere. So they were just falling just smack dab and they were just lifeless. And she said, I looked at that and she said, I just sort of laughed within myself and I thought, there ain't nothing to that. Well, she said, the next night we walked back in that church and she said, to this day all I remember is walking in there and picking myself up off the floor. And said, when I woke up, the Lord spoke to me and said, don't you ever make a light of my people again. She said, I don't care if they're swinging off the chandeliers. I ain't saying nothing. Be careful now. Be careful now. Everybody don't do things like I do. Everybody don't like Greg, and everybody don't like Dalton, and everybody don't like Mike, and everybody don't like Dennis. Now, it's all right. We all don't do things the same way. But I believe we've got the same job to get done and the same message to get across. When they shall bring you into the synagogues and into the magistrates and powers, taking you thought how <clears throat> or what thing you shall answer or what you shall say, for the Holy Ghost shall teach you in that same hour what you ought to say. Yeah, I believe that uh, when it comes to hypocrisy, uh, I believe one of the greatest tragedies in our world right now is people saying things that they say are directed of God and they're not. Let me give you a basis to go on. Can I do that? <clears throat> God speaks right here. <coughs> God speaks from His Word. The Bible said, The Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. God speaks clearly from His Word. <clears throat> I've had people say, Give us a new word from the Lord. He's already given me 66 books. I ain't wore these out yet. I ain't figured all these out yet. We don't need a new word from the Lord. 
God's already given us his word. Do you realize this is the complete volume of a book? <clears throat> there is no more. I know they say there's third testaments and all this other stuff. There is no more. In Genesis, God creates it. In Revelation, he burns it up. And that's just the way it is. <clears throat> what happens after that? <coughs> what happens before that? I have no idea. Did you ever stop to think about the Bible said in the beginning, uh, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was void and without form, uh, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep? Uh, and when he created man in his own image and he created women, what did he tell them to do? Replenish the earth? Now here's something to take home to you on a while. Was there anything here before that? That's what it said. It said replenish the earth. So something was there before. Does that really make a hill of beans worth of difference? Not to me. Does it make a hill of beans worth of difference to me? What's going to happen after he burns it up in Revelation? Not really. Because by the grace of God, I'm going to be living with him. <laughs> I'm going to be with him on the other side. So, think about hypocrisy. <clears throat> Do you know anybody that you would consider a hypocrite? Why? Has anybody ever called you one? I'll just tell you right now, I've visited up in this neighborhood. I've had people tell me, Preacher, you realize how many hypocrites go down at that church? Yeah. But you come on down, we got room for one more. I stole that from Lester McKinnon, by the way. Brother Lester told me that one day. We was talking about it. <clears throat> we got talking about that, and he said, You know what I tell him, son? I said, What's that? I tell him, Go ahead and come on down. We got room for one more. I loved old Lester. He was a fine man of God. <coughs> a fine man of God. He's <coughs> at home in the Lord. He's at home in heaven with the Lord now. But, folks, I tell you, we, we've got more hypocrisy in our world now than we've ever had. And that is one of, I believe, <clears throat> one of the greatest, worst detriments to Christianity that ever is, is hypocrisy. If you're going to live it, live it. If you're going to be a Christian, be a Christian. Do you know, old Christian, remember the Bible school song? <clears throat> Do you know, old Christian, you're a sermon in shoes? Live it. Why does it go, Tracy? Yeah, preach it, teach it. That's right, live it and give it. You're a sermon in shoes. Folks, I tell you, I, 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 I can't think of a worse insult than to be called a hypocrite. <clears throat> and I believe that Jesus spoke to his disciples, and it really reached out to me when he said, beware of hypocrisy. And it's almost like, and he was, he was talking to me. And said, Greg, you need to beware of this. Because of all the hypocrisy you think you see in the world, <clears throat> be careful. Because Satan can pull you in too. Right? If I say I'm one thing and I do something else, that's being a hypocrite. But I believe today on the authority of God's word, without a doubt in my mind, that we need to beware of hypocrisy. Because God is looking and God is watching. And folks, I'll tell you this. I don't believe there's any hypocrite don't going to go to heaven. Don't worry about it. But you know, hypocrites need to be saved just like everybody else. 
hypocrites need to be saved just like everybody else. And I, and, and, you know, I, I, may, I may judge somebody's being a hypocrite, and I don't even know what a hypocrite is. Right? Yeah, I remember a lady at Oakmont one day, and I was walking down the hall, and she stopped me, and she said, You a preacher? And I said, Yes, ma'am, I am. And she said, I'm a Catholic. Well, I really wasn't impressed. I wouldn't have been any more impressed if she'd have said, I'm a Baptist. I, was, well, I probably would have said, well, whoop-de-doo, who cares? But I remember I looked her square in the eye, and I'm not bragging. I wasn't trying to be mean. I said, ma'am, are you a born-again Christian? She said, yes, I am. And I said, praise God. That's what's going to get you into heaven one day, the blood of Jesus Christ. You can put any other label you want on it, <clears throat> but the only thing, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know other than the blood of Jesus. Thank God. Beware of hypocrisy. I believe we all could <clears throat> land in it. We've got to be careful with that. And be careful about how we deal with it. It's in the world. It always has been and it always will be unfortunately because I believe for every true born again blood bought God called preacher the devil raises up to the devil's full of alternatives alternatives don't work anything but the blood is a hypocrite let's beware of that Dennis, get us a song there, brother. <clears throat> I appreciate you today. Thank God for what he's done and, and certainly all that he's going to do. Uh, I believe it's a pretty stern warning, good advice for all of us, good words for all of us. Beware of hypocrisy. Be, beware of this. Uh, it's, it's running rampant in our land. It always has <clears throat> and it always will be. Uh, even in the Garden of Eden, there was hypocrisy. I mean, you think about that. And then them trying to hide from God what they had done. That's hypocrisy. But God let them know right in the very beginning, nothing's covered that shall not be revealed. I know where you are. I don't know your heart, but God does. If the Lord spoke to you, you need to come and pray. <clears throat> I invite you to do that. And just let the Lord have his way in your life. Amen. Let's all stand. Dennis. <clears throat> Anybody needs to come, we're going to pray one more verse. One more verse.
Amen. Well, I certainly trust that tonight's made you look at uh, hypocrisy a little different. Amen. It's very real in, in our land. I believe that. And uh, I thank God that he, he shows us stuff. I mean, we, we need to know things. We need to understand fully uh, what God has for us. And uh, most of all, his word. And 